The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Ember Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is New Year's Eve Eve, December the 30th, 2021. Some call this the year that flew by. Some say that this was another boring year. I mean, it wasn't as bad as 2020, though, was it, Amber? I don't really know if anything can be as bad as 2020. 2020 was pretty bad. 2021, I think everybody had expectations that it was going to be COVID-free. It was going to be completely different than 2020. It wasn't completely different. It wasn't too much different. It was slowly... It was a year of developing or things having to just develop. Well, and I just, I think, you know, speaking for myself, you know, there just ain't, I ain't really got a desire. You know, you made me sit home for a whole year and now you want me to go back out. I just didn't really have the desire to get out in 2021 after that year at the house. But this year has almost come to an end. We've already hit winter December the 21st was the first day of winter. That's when we had our winter solstice. And <laughs> Wait, now is it winter? Because I think it's, it's like 56 out today. It's, it's officially winter. I know. It feels great outside. It, <laughs> this weather has been ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'll take it, though. For real. But the year is slowly coming to an end. This is our last show of 2021. Isn't that Ooh, hard to believe? I mean... Um, we started this year not in this studio. No, we did not. Yeah, we started this year uh, having to do the show through Zoom because we were getting prepped to move into this new studio. Well, then I'm just going to say, you know what? It's been a great year being back in the studio. You know, I was home all last year yeah. by myself. Yeah, 2020. This. Yeah, and 2021. I feel like, honestly, we've put out some of our best shows in, in 2021. Well, I think it was just because we had to spend, you know, kind of a whole year apart. That's kind of the beauty about us as we feed off of each other and when we you know weren't able to be in the same room for a while it's just it's nice to be home yes it is but amber a lot has happened this year a lot of headlines has happened in 2021 some of the biggest news stories of 2021 is what i want to talk about now and amber that dates all the way back to january i know you remember the attack on the United States Capitol that happened on January the 6th. I do. When civilians just showed their very worst. They bum-rushed like there was going to be no consequences. It was it was terrible. Just the I hated seeing Americans attack their own capital. Well, it's just, you know, I think after a year of what we had in 2020, you know, I think we all had positive intentions, and that was definitely not a positive start to 2021. No, it says here that $1.5 million worth of damages, worth of damages were done to the capital. Mm. That's a lot. I'd, I'd have been whooped if I'd have done that much damage to something. More than 140 people were injured during that. 
Did and you say 140? More than 140 wow. people were injured during that. And I just think that is absolutely ridiculous, though, of how that uh, whole shindig happened yeah. at the Capitol. That was terrible. Also, in 2021, there was the inauguration of Joe Biden, mm. a big story. Mm-hmm. That was, happened in early January, my birthday, as a matter of fact, <laughs> January the 20th. And it was a, it, I want to say that's a big story because anytime we introduce a new president, during the year, that's a that's a pretty big story. Absolutely. But not only did we introduce the 46th president of the United States, we uh, have the first ever female vice president. Uh, not along, not not to mention the first woman of color mm-hmm. to be to hold that office. Now I will say congratulations to her on that. But. Yes. So it, it was it was a historical day on January the 20th, and since then, Amber Biden's approval rating is is nearly at 44%. That's one of the lowest approval ratings this early for a president in history. That sounds like all my test scores on math, 44%. Yeah. Let's take it all the way back to the GameStop short squeeze. Do you remember when the stock market started doing all kinds of weird things earlier this year? And everybody freaked out about GameStop, and I had no clue what was going on. Well, I liked it that everybody was all of a sudden just a Wall Street fanatic, and everybody Everybody, was an expert. Everybody in 2021 got certed in uh, online finances. That I will will 100% stand behind. There was people on Facebook saying, hold, hold, you sell, sell. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> acting like you're Shia LaBeouf off Wall Street. Well, they must have watched them a few of them, uh, what is that, auctions, you know, oh, go, go. Robinhood got into a lot of trouble. That's the app that people get on now to do stocks, which is a fascinating app. Before, even 10 years ago, if you wanted to buy stock, I wouldn't even know how to tell you to begin. If you want to buy stock in almost any company, you can download the Robinhood app and buy it right there from your living room. Well, so many people were buying this GameStop stock, making it go throughout the roof, mm-hmm. that Robinhood took it off of their app, and they got sued <laughs> because they just randomly up and decided to do that when everybody started buying the stock. I mean, doesn't it seem a little weird, though, that their name is Robinhood, and what we know about Robinhood is he steals? He steals. And people were just blindly throwing their money onto from, this app. Steals from the rich and gives to the poor. That's what Robin Hood did. <laughs> well, what about all of the billionaires that went to space? Oh, why couldn't they have just stayed? I don't understand. It's not meant for human beings to be up there. No. You know, I, I'm, no. I'm all for space travel, but I it's better them than me. Uh, exactly. I think what got me was, I think Amazon launched a campaign to lower their carbon footprint, you know, in so many years. And then now we have Space Blue going up. So this year, Elon Musk went to space, didn't he? He did. He went into space. They said he was 53 miles above ground, which is three miles beyond the threshold of space. Actually, no, no, no. That was somebody else who did it. That was somebody named Branson that went 33 miles. Uh, it says here that Elon Musk went 66.5 miles oh, above Earth's surface. Yes, look of course him. he had to one yeah, up him. Had to be a big shot. But I, I just think that that's crazy that you had. And did Jeff Bezos go with him? I think Je- I know Jeff Bezos went with William Shatner. Is that not <laughs> who he went with? I mean, I think if I was going to space, I don't know if it'd be with William Shatner. Aren't astronauts supposed to be the ones we send in space? Not. 
the president of Amazon. It's 2021. You can buy all the stock. Everybody started in being accountants, and now everybody's astronauts. Well, also in 2021, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. That was a big story because Tom Brady, he already solidified his greatness with six when he was with the Patriots. But what was so fascinating about the seventh Super Bowl was he went to a completely new team. And in his first year, when everybody said, oh, you only won those Super Bowls because you were with Bill Belichick and you were with the Patriots. Within his first year at a new team, he won another Super Bowl. He just said, bet. That was it. Yeah. And they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And he Tom Brady threw three touchdown passes. And I tell you, I just think that you can't get any better. We, we witness. We're lucky to be alive to witness this greatness of the greatest player to ever do it, play football. You know, I have to say it, you know, it still grosses me out that he kisses his children on the mouth. Yes, that is pretty gross. <laughs> no matter how many Super Bowls you Exactly. Have. Win a ball. Quick kissing the kids. Tiger Woods, he suffered multiple leg injuries after a California car crash. Do you remember that? I do, because nobody would say what actually happened for a long time, remember? He, yeah, he had, uh, what was it? Well, I Went think in high speed, and he yeah. basically just lost control of his car. Exactly. And he got hurt uh, pretty badly, but he's doing well now. He's even played golf with his son, so he has recovered. I would have hate, hated to see somebody like Tiger, a world-class athlete, get hurt and not be able to use his extremities anymore. I understand that one. Which is needed for golf. <laughs> uh, sadly, there was a gunman that killed 10 at a Colorado supermarket. Uh, I know that the mass shootings this year didn't slow down. That was just one of them. Uh, millions of Americans received three stimulus checks. Woo! During the pandemic. I like getting stimmied. Hey, I love getting free money. Yeah. Do I do I agree that we need to get all of the stimulus? No, but I'm not going to turn down free money. No, because ain't nothing in this world for free. Do we need it? No, because it, look at the problems we're having now with inflation. And I think partly that is to blame on all of the free stimulus that was given to every one of us. You think about how many people live in this country, how many people... Got a stimulus check. I know it. I know. Derek Shaven was found guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd. That was a big case. Yes, it was. Uh, Hurricane Ida hits Louisiana, leaving victims uh, dead and also damaged across eight other states. That was Hurricane Ida. Ida Bell? Ida Bell. Uh, there was the Kentucky winter tornado that happened just this month. We just covered that a couple of weeks ago on the show. Uh, 74 people were killed wow. in this state. Yes, and it, it damaged other states, Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas. And that happened late December 10th, early December 11th. There was the Michigan high school shooting that left four students killed, seven injures. I think that was just another shooting that uh, was tragic, another... A high school shooting. This one's been a little more interesting, though. You know, they're actually holding, I think, his parents accountable for, for some things. I've not looked a whole lot into it, but I think this one's maybe going to bring maybe a little bit of change. Who knows? I don't want to... I don't want to be too positive about it. Yeah, what what's going on there? His parents were considered to be suspects in the shooting, right? Or was it accessories? Accomplices? Is that what they Exce you call it? Maybe if you're on, maybe somebody on the show there could help me right now. It's called an accessory or an accomplice. 
something like that. Yeah, I don't really know exactly what happened there, but that I that could you imagine your parents setting you up to go in there and kill people? I mean, you know what my parents are like, so I mean, I can see things like that happening. It's just very weird to see, you know, that we've had a lot of these school shootings, and I think this is one of the first. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say it is the first, but it's one of the first that I've seen that we have had parents actually be involved uh, with, you know, more than just going and being supportive, but actually having, like, you know, legality actions against them. So it says here, parents of the suspected shooter each face four counts of involuntary manslaughter after prosecutors say their son methodically carried out a shooting rampage at Oxford. High school. Wow. So I'm inter- I'm interested to see what happens there. There was the condo collapse, the Surfside condo, which uh, was a condo in Miami that collapsed and killed several people. That was due to just the building not being properly built. Yes. It was poor structure. I think they'd known for a while there were infrastructure issues and they did nothing about it. There was also the Gabby Patino story. The world got fascinated and captured. I mean, she captured the nation, her and her boyfriend. Uh, that whole story there where they traveled the, the countryside and mm-hmm. they was blogging and documenting the whole thing. And then all of a sudden she goes missing and he returns home without her. And everybody's like, man, where is she at? And then all of a sudden he leaves and then they find him dead from suicide. Yeah. And then we've never heard anything else about it. Never, No. Because it's just gone. I think what kept that story alive and so popular was that he lived. And, mm-hmm. pe- and people love to see justice. So people were wanting to see what happened to him. But once he killed himself, everybody was like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, we don't really need to know what happened to her. Now this is over. Let's move on. But that was some of the biggest news stories, Amber, that were covered in 2021. Do you – can you think of any that I left out? Oh, goodness. Now, now – we are going to talk about some of the biggest pop culture okay. headlines that happened, but we're going to do that later. So I know that you're wanting to bring up Britney Spears really bad, <laughs> but we're going to have to wait on that. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk more all things 2021 after these words. So stick with us. We'll be right back. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. That is Dua Lipe with Levitating. This song was the biggest song of 2021 according to the Billboard charts. This song stayed on the billboards longer than any song in 2021. It peaked at number two. Hey, that's a banger. Amber we lost a football legend just a couple of days ago. John Madden, a football icon, dead at just 85. And I say just 85 because he was just 85 years young. That man was a legend, a Hall of Fame coach turned broadcaster. And I don't even think he he's known anymore for his coaching. He's not really known anymore for his broadcasting. His legacy will forever live on, and he's known by generation after generation after generation because of the image that he has portrayed on 
the video game Madden. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Is he not? Is he the man behind the the Madden video games? Yes. Okay. His voice is the guy comment. Uh, He's commentating on the Madden games. He's, yeah. he's also had his face plastered on all of the Madden games. It used to be called John Madden. That's what the football game used to be called. Was John Madden. Was, was John Madden football. <laughs> and then they shortened it to just Madden. <laughs> Think about how awesome you have to feel to know you have a whole video game and it's named John Madden football. <laughs> and millions of people are buying it. <laughs> yes. That's when you know that you are just an icon. You're doing something right. You're doing something right when they just name the video game your first and last name and then call it football. John Madden football. But yes, he was a football player. He played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't really play on the official Eagles squad. He was just on the practice squad. Yeah. But he still played. But then he became a head coach for the Oakland Raiders and he coached the Oakland Raiders from 1969 to 1978 and won a Super Bowl with them. Some people say that John Madden is one of the greatest football coaches of all time. But then he got in and found his niche because not only was he a great coach, he was an even better broadcaster. Amber, he was larger than life as a broadcaster, and he is the only broadcaster, one of the only broadcasters, might be the only one still, that has worked for all major four networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox. So he worked from he worked for CBS from 1979 to 1993 as a color commentator, and he worked the lower profile contest during his first years. But he was eventually elevated to the network's top football broadcasting duo with Pat Summerall in 1981, replacing Tom Brokshire. And then he went to Fox Sports from '94 to 2001, ABC Sports to 2002 to 2005, and in 2002. John Madden became a commentator on ABC's Monday Night Football, working with long-time play-by-play announcer Al Michaels. John Madden reportedly made $5 million a year just to do Monday Night Football. That's one game a week (laughs) for what, just like 15 weeks, 16 weeks? (laughs) And you make that much money doing something you obviously love. That sounds like a good gig. And he was known for his... Uh, announcing style. He had a unique announcing style. He had interjections such as boom, whap, bang, and doink, he would say a lot during <laughs> games. I mean, you got to think, this larger-than-life character, uh, people loved him so much that every network was fighting over him. Mm-hmm. Every network was fighting over him. I know ABC, when they were fighting for him to come over there, they said, John, if you come with us, we'll market football around you. We'll, well, we'll market the whole football. I mean, they already gave him a video game. I was going to say, they gave him a whole game. Yes. Uh, in 2005, uh, Dick Ebersole, he was the president of NBC Sports, announced that John Madden would provide color commentating for NBC's Sunday night NFL games beginning with the 2006 season, making him the first sportscaster to have worked for the uh, for all the big four U.S. broadcast television networks. So he was one of the first to do or he was the first to do it. You know what that means? He was that dang good. He was. But like I said, his legacy is known for his video games because in 1988, John Madden lent his name, voice, and creative input to the John Madden football series of football video video games, later called Madden NFL, published by EA Sports. 
the entries in this series have consistently been bestsellers every single year, despite John Madden's retirement as a broadcaster in 2009. He still continued to lend his name and provide creative input to the series, which was so popular that he became better known as the face of Madden than as a Super Bowl winning coach and broadcaster up until his death. He was the face of his own last name. You got to think. You got to think. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids' kids will know John Madden because Absolutely. if they ever get a video game with football, they're going to see John Madden's face on it. Oh, yeah. And you're going to wonder who that is. You're not just going to always see that forever and say, I wonder who that guy is. No, you're going to know who that guy is. You're going to be curious and look him up. Who's John Madden? So regardless of what he did coaching on the field or playing on the field or what he did in the broadcast booth, his legacy will be in video games. But I love it when you hear somebody as large as John Madden, and I'm talking in terms of just being larger than life, just succeed in anything that he does. Yeah. As a broadcaster, as a coach. Well, he covered all the fields. I mean, he went from being a player to coaching the players to, you know, cheering on the players. You know, the broadcasters are the one that really, you know, kind of hyped the party up. So he went from being coaching the party to holding the party. And you've heard of Madden. You don't play video games, but you've heard of people saying, absolutely. I'm playing Madden. Yeah, absolutely. Think about that. They use his last name as a verb to describe a video game. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Madden. Well, you know what? Within the next five years, we need to make us a video game. I'm playing the Banks. Yeah. Have you got the new Banks yet? Have you got... Are are you playing Banks? Are we going to play Banks tonight? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like. But you know that you're larger than life when you have that. But Amber, not only did we lose legendary football icon John Madden, there was other people that we lost in 2021. Just like we do every year, we always lose icons. We always lose celebrities. We always lose people that we grew up watching. And in 2021, Amber, we lost a lot of people. So I want to go over some of the deaths, the major deaths that happened in 2021. We lost Dustin Diamond. He was the say by the Bell actor who played Screech. We lost DMX this year. He is the Grammy-nominated rapper and actor. His real name, Earl Simmons. We lost Bob Dole, who was a former longtime U.S. senator and presidential candidate. Uh, This year, we lost Larry Flint, who was the Hustler publisher, led legal battles related to free speech and adult content. I know you're a Larry Flint fan, Amber. Isn't he from McGoffin County? Like Mount Sterling or something like that? Mm -hmm. I once dated a dude that tried to convince me that Larry Flint was actually his grandfather. Just like that guy that still talks about John Michael Montgomery. Oh, my God. I want him $20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was uh, Charles Grodin. And if you don't know who Charles Grodin is, Amber, he was the dad from Beethoven. Oh. You remember that movie, of Beethoven? Of do. Yes, we lost him. Dusty Hill, the bass player for the rock band ZZ Top. This year, we also lost Larry King, a longtime radio and cable TV host. We also lost Rush Limbaugh, a conservative political commentator and TV radio host. We lost Norm MacDonald. He was a comedian and the former Saturday Night Live cast member and actor. And That one hurt. That one did hurt. It really did. We lost Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. He was the husband of Queen Elizabeth II and father to Prince Charles. We lost Colin Powell, who was the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs and Secretary of State. 
We lost Joanne Rogers, who was the former concert pianist and the wife of TV's Mr. Rogers. We lost Charlie Watts, who was the Rolling Stones drummer. And finally, we lost Young Dolph, a rapper whose real name was Adolph Robert Thornton Jr. So a lot of deaths there happening uh, in 2021. And it's just so sad, uh, especially when you hear of people dying young. But Amber, I don't want to end the segment talking about deaths. I would like to end the segment talking about lives. So let's talk about Amber, who we still have here with us. Okay, I have a list here Uh of... The oldest celebrities that are still alive in 2021. You should make me guess their age. Well, you, and I'm going to put my phone away. You are going to be shocked when you hear of how old some of these celebrities are. Yeah. We're going to start the list with Burt Bacharach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only reason I know him is because of Austin Powers. And how old would you say Burt Bacharach is? Let's do 95. He is 93 years old. Estelle Harris is she's known for playing George's mother Estelle uh, Constanza from Seinfeld. Okay, she's ninety three years old. Wow. William Daniels played Mister Feeney. Oh, on Boy Meets World. He's still kicking it at the ripe age of ninety four years yes. old. Yes, I love it. There is uh, Sydney Porte. Oh, huh? yes, who was the first black performer to win an Academy Award for Best Actor. He is 94. Wow. There is Tony Bennett. Yay. Who is a legendary singer, and he retired from stage performances, but he came back to perform with one artist. you want to take a guess of who that artist is? The, the best in the entire world, Lady Gaga. It is. And that's who he came out of retirement to perform with, so he uh, came back to do an album with her, but he is still kicking it. At 95 years old, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, hey. She's still alive. Yeah, she's better be at the house on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) At 95 years old. For those who don't know what Amber's talking about, her dog (laughs) is named Queen Elizabeth. Not that Queen Elizabeth. After that Queen Elizabeth, though. Dick Van Dyke. If you don't know who Dick Van Dyke is, you never watch TV Land or Nick at Night. Back in the 90s or early 2000s. And he had a show, Dick Van Dyke Show. Mm-hmm. He's 96. Didn't he also do the uh, New Year's Eve special? You're thinking of Dick Clark. Uh, mm. No, unfortunately, we lost Dick. Uh, Angela Lansbury, the lady from Murder, Murder She Wrote. She wrote. <laughs> she's still alive. Yeah, she's awesome. 96 years old. Still alive at 96. Yeah. That's a great age. I'll take it now. If you said Adam... If God said, Adam, I'll let you live till 96 in good health and in good mind, Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Now, what are you going to do when you're 95 and 364 days? At a certain point, you know you're not immortal, so you got to go. I mean, nobody wants to die, but my goodness, 96 years, that's a long time. Well. That's a good life. That's a long life. Jimmy Carter, former president of the United States, is 97 years old. Shoo. Don't tell me. That presidents don't get special treatment. (laughs) I mean, it's not a coincidence that every president that's not murdered lives of old age. Yeah. And they die of old age. Well, they got good health care. Bob Barker, one of my personal favorites, is still kicking it at 98 years old. 
I would about give up my entire like life savings, which is not much, to have him come back and just do one more episode. Well, he did do a he did do the opening segment of The Price is Right maybe like six or seven years ago at this point, but it was during an April Fool's show. Yeah. And he came out and, I mean, he completely shocked the audience and they were going ballistic. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, everybody's happy to see Drew Carey. Nah, I don't know about but that. But you imagine going there not anticipating Bob Barker and then he walks out. Yeah, the voice of your childhood. 98. Walking out. 98. I guess when you do what you love in life, you'll live a long life. Exactly. Betty White. Mm. She's the oldest celebrity that's well uh-huh. known that I could find. And she is still kicking it at 99 and will turn 100 January the 17th. Woo! So God bless Betty White and all of those people living. I just, I, I, I love that. But I wanted to end the segment with that. Those that are still living and those that are still kicking it. But ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber also in studio with me. This is not a song of 2021. This is a song from 2009, but the reason I play it, Amber, is because this song that you're hearing was recorded in 2021. You may ask, what are you talking about? Well, did you know that Taylor Swift had to record, re-record some of her songs over? Absolutely. Scooter Braun. For those who don't know that name, he is a music producer, produces people like Justin Bieber, Kanye West, more people. I mean, I'm sure I can't think of anybody else. I think else. Drake even sings about him, don't he? <laughs> I mean, Scooter, he's, he's pretty big in the music industry and he's got a lot of money. But he owns a private company called Itchcock Holdings and he bought the original master recordings from Big Sheen, from Big Machine Records. Of all of Taylor Swift's master recordings for $300 million in 2019, which means that Scooter Braun owns Taylor Swift's music. So anytime that those songs were played on the radio or somebody bought a CD of Taylor Swift's, Scooter Braun got the money. He did. Well, Taylor said that's not fair. She says that every artist deserves a piece of the pie. Every artist deserves rights to their own music. I happen to agree with her on that. Absolutely. So she said, I'm not going to allow that to happen. So she said that she will just re-record her two albums, which was Fearless and Red, Mm -hmm. which was owned by Big Machine Records. So she went and re-recorded them. So now... Anytime you hear the song or they're played, you're hearing this version, which is not the version you'll hear from the original album. This no. is the 2021 album. But you got to do what you got to do to keep your money and, and to keep what's rightfully yours. Hey, if they want to play dirty, we can play dirty too. So Fearless was released, was re-released with the new recordings in April of 2021 and Red was re-released in November of 2021. Amber, we were talking about celebrity ages 
on the last segment. We were talking about some of the Otis ones that are still living, and we talked about the ones that we lost. And we've lost a lot in years past, a lot of celebrities. And a lot of the celebrities, they just die too soon. Yeah. Die too young. And did you ever wonder, or have you ever wondered, how old some of these celebrities would be today if they were still living? I mean, if it's somebody that, you know, I was invested in, absolutely, but... No, not really. Well, there's a lot of celebrities that we just lost too soon. Like Robin Williams, for instance. Mm. Robin Williams, if he was still alive today, he would be 70 years old. Wow. Mary Tyler Moore, if she was alive, you know, she died at a very young age, very young. She would be 85. Oh, wow. Whitney Houston, if she was alive today, would be 58. John Candy would be 72. (sighs) Carrie Fisher would be 65. Chadwick Boseman, who was the Black Panther, if he was alive today, he died last year. If he was alive today, he would be 45 years old. River Phoenix died in 1993 at, what, 21, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. If he was alive today, he would be 51. Wow. Bernie Mac, if he was alive today, would be 65. Princess Diana was killed in 1997. If she was alive today, she would be... 60 years old. Wow. Just 60. I'd be interested to see how she looked. I bet she would be probably the most beautiful 60-year-old woman that walking ever, the earth. Yeah, yeah. That, that you've ever seen. Elvis Presley, if if he was alive today, he would be 86 years old. Or did you mean to say he is alive today and he's 86 living somewhere? <laughs> Where did that come from, that Elvis is still living? I'm serious. Like, why? I think people want him to be alive so bad that they'll just come up with conspiracy theories that he's alive. Well, I think even what Ray Stevens <laughs> let's, uh, made a whole song, you know, saw Elvis in a UFO. They said he was abducted by aliens. <laughs> that was one of them. Anna Nicole Smith, if she was alive today, she would be 55. Mm. Kurt Cobain, if he was alive today, would be 54. Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, would be 76 if he was alive today. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would be 92 years old if he was alive today. Heath Ledger would only be 42 years old if he was alive today, and he died in 2008. That seems like so long ago. John Lennon would be 82. Amy Winehouse would be 39. Aaliyah would be 42 only. Paul Walker would only be 49 if he was alive today. Janis Joplin, the country singer, would only be alive, would, would still, if she was still alive, she would only be 78. Patrick Swayze, if he was alive, he would only be 69. Tupac Shakur, if he was still alive, he would only be 50 years old. Biggie Smalls would only be 49. Chris Farley, if he was alive today, he would only be 57. Wow. And I hate that because we lost out on so many comedic movies Because of the death of Chris Farley. Ah, Chris Farley and John Candy. Bob Marley would be 76 if he was alive today. Marilyn Monroe would be 95 if she was alive today. John Belushi would be 72 if he was still living. Brittany Murphy would only be 45 years old. That one hurts. Steve Irvin, cranky, would only be 45 years old. I'm sorry, would only be 59. Bruce Lee would only be 82. Alex Trebek, if he was still living, he would be 81. Mm-hmm. Sharon Tate, who was murdered by Charles Manson in her 20s mm-hmm. while she was pregnant. If she was alive today, she would be 78. Philip Seymour Hoffman, oh. 
He died early. He would be 54 if he was still living today. Michael Jackson would be 63 if he was still living today. Marlon Brando would be 97. John F. Kennedy Jr. would be 61. Andy Kaufman would be 72. Anne Frank would be 92. Hank Williams would be 98. Luke Perry, who played Dylan McKay from 90210, would be only 55 years old. Tom Petty would be 71 if he was still living today. Mac Miller would only be 29 years old. That's sad. If he was alive today, he would he would not even be 30 if he was alive today. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, if she was still living, she would be 50. B. Arthur from the Golden Girls, if she was still living, she'd be right up there with Betty White at age 99. Selena, the famous uh, Mexican-American singer, would be only 49 years old if she was alive today. Prince would only be 63. Gary Coleman would only be 53. Karen Carpenter, who died of anorexia, the famous uh, lead singer from the Carpenters, died young. She would only be 71 if she was alive today. Farrah Fawcett, who died on the same day as Michael Jackson, would only be 74 if she was still alive. Malcolm X, 96. David Bowie, 73. Audrey Hepburn, 92. Judy Garland, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. If she was still living today, she would be 99 years old. Maya Angelou would be 93 if she was still alive. Mm. So a lot of uh, people gone too soon, especially those ones that would only be uh, 20 in their 20s still yet Mm -hmm. when they died 10 years ago. I mean, that's that's sad. And I just I hate that. Well, and especially, you know, when you look at people who, you know, like River Phoenix and Mac Miller and even Selena, you know, look at all the things that we accomplished in our late 20s and early 30s. You know, that was an opportunity they didn't get to have. And I think that's what makes it so sad. It certainly is. Well, Amber, we are going to take off the cuff song of the week break. And since it is New Year's Eve Eve and New Year's Eve is Upon us, I think it's fitting to play a little Elude Lang sign, and I want to play the Kenny G version where he plays the saxophone, but I want everybody to listen to this song, not only because of the beautiful saxophone that's played in the background, but I have managed to edit out some of the most famous audio pieces throughout American history and incorporate it into this song. So you will hear all kinds of audio pieces that's in the background of this Kenny G song. His rendition of a Lud Lang sign. We'll be back after the song. We're not going to be stopped. We're not going to be deterred. We're not going to stay at home. We're not going to be frightened. We're going to live our lives as Americans. One nation under God. What did you think, Amber? The fact that you went ahead and kept in the Austin Powers. Mm. You like that one? I like that one. And I hope everybody has a great New Year's Eve. Be safe out there. There's always a lot of drunks out on the road acting stupid. So don't be one of those. Make sure that you get a DD and you have a safe time. and, and, And don't get carried away. Have a good time. Just don't get carried away. But before we take a break, Amber, I want to talk about the return of UK football coach Tubby Smith, who will be returning to Rupp Arena. And he's not been at Rupp Arena since he left in 1997. Wow. Is when he left. And he left UK to go coach the Memphis Tigers. I'm sorry. He went and left. He left and went and coached Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, since then, he's coached other places. But he makes his return to Rupp Arena as UK will take on High Point, which is Tubby's new school. And the reason Tubby Smith is returning is not only to coach his boys at High Point, but he is also getting a banner hung in his honor for being the head coach and all of his accomplishments that he did while he was at Kentucky. Finally. Yes. So, Tubby Smith, he's done a lot uh, for Kentucky. He was named the National Coach of the Year in 2003 after leading the Wildcats to a perfect conference record and was named the SEC Coach of the Year three times. He led the Wildcats to six Sweet 16s and four Elite Eights during his time in Lexington. And he's going to be in good company. He's going to be up there with Adolph Rupp, Joe B. Hall, and Rick Pitino, all who have won uh, at least one championship, Adolph Rupp being the only one to win more than one. But he's going to be right up in there with some legendary players as well. Uh, Tubby Smith has coached at seven Division I teams, including Tulsa, Georgia, Minnesota, Texas Tech, and Memphis, in addition to coaching at Kentucky. I wonder how the reception is going to be for Tubby when he comes back in 2000 uh, or in 2021. He's not been there in twenty, almost 25 years. Wow. Yeah, 24, 25 years. I think he's going to get a standing ovation. What do you think? Let's hope so. I would hope. I, I like Tubby Smith. I Didn't you meet him? I did. Rode back on the plane with him. And he was he nice? He was. He was very nice to me. Asked me all about the vacation I'd been on. Even gave me his John Hancock. That's one thing about Tubby I don't think anybody can say is that he was a, a hateful guy. No. Tubby... I love Tubby Smith. I think it was time for him to go when he did. I think 10 years was enough of Tubby. But I think for what he did while he was here, he always presented a clean program. He always had uh, our boys. uh, He was exciting to watch because we won with Tubby. Mm -hmm. He had a winning season every year. He never not had a winning season. We never missed the tournament. Uh, But he still wasn't accomplishing what it, what you need to accomplish while you're the head coach here at Kentucky. One championship in 10 years is is not enough. And people will say, well, Cal's only got one. Well, that's why he needs to get another one soon. <laughs> Wait, Cal only has one? Cal only has one, and he's oh. been here 13, 14 years. Mm. But, you know, Cal's had some other accomplishments, Final Fours. Tubby made it to the Final Four his first year, but never returned. Yeah. You can't do that. No. You can't. Uh, hence why he's not there. He was never fired from Kentucky. I think that they gave him the opportunity to walk away before he was fired. Well... He took that opportunity. Yes, but Kentucky will face high point. It will be an interesting matchup for the sole fact that Tubby Smith will be returning to coach on the Rupp Arena floor. Could win, could be an upset. I mean, he's used to everything about that arena. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? I bet you that he will te- that he'll tear up because there's got to be something about being back at a place where you were at for ten years and you only have good memories from there. Yeah, old stomping ground. He's got to feel good, and I'm, I'm sure he's excited, and I'm sure he'll bring his whole family there to watch his, his banner get hung. But old Coach Smith will be returning to Rupp Arena tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. we still got one more segment to go, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. 
everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. This song, Up by Cardi B, was the most streamed song on Pandora. That's a good workout one. Now, we're running out of time, Amber, unfortunately. But I promised you that Mm -hmm. I would go over the biggest pop culture headlines of 2021. Yes. So before we get out of here, let's run through them really quick. Now, a lot of people don't consider this major news. But Amber and I do because we're pop culture fanatics. (laughs) The biggest pop culture stories of 2021 will start with Paris Hilton finally getting married. Yes. Some people didn't think she ever would. Oh, wow. She did a lot this year. There Remember, was... she had the documentary and she got married. Right. She did. Yeah. A lot. The Friends reunion. Nah. The Alec Baldwin shooting. That one's interesting. Yes. We talked about that on the show about how, was it Brandon Lee who did, mm-hmm. he died from a gunshot wound on set and then yep. the next day Alec Baldwin did the same thing. There's a documentary on one of the streaming platforms. Hulu, I think. Where Alec Baldwin gets interviewed. Well, now, you know, they released the black book from the, uh, what is it, the um, Giselle Maxwell who was with, uh, I can't think of his name, Jeffrey Gold. What's his last name? Uh, Goldstein. Goldstein. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alec Baldwin's name Mm. is in that black book. There was the very disappointing halftime Super Bowl show by the (laughs) weekend. We can't forget that disaster. Oh, man. Meghan McCain leaving The View. Bernie Sanders... The Bernie Sanders meme <laughs> from the Joe from Joe Biden's inauguration, uh, the reunion of Benifer. Mm-hmm. J Lo and Ben Affleck got yeah. back together. Mm. Why did they break up in the first place? I don't know. Why are they doing this twenty years later? I think they broke up because he went to a strip club and cheated on her with a stripper. And then now she was in a movie about being a stripper, and then now all of a sudden he comes back. I why do you think to the curb? Why do you think he wants her back? Ah, gross. Drew Barrymore has become the new queen of daytime TV. Yes, she has unexpectedly. Uh, no, I love it. I'm here for it. Me too. I like Drew Barrymore. Uh, there was Ellen DeGeneres becoming the villain and ending the Ellen Show in 2021. Thank you. Yes. And then Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics and winning. Uh, America over by talking about mental health and athletes. Yes, 1,000%. The Squid Game cultural takeover. I've not watched an episode of that yet, but I've heard it's really good. It got nominated for a couple Golden Globes. Well. The Kim Kardashian and Kanye West divorce. Nah, it's still ongoing. And then finally, the coming out of JoJo Siwa. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy for her, though. I am. She is the, for those who don't know, she is the teeny bopper. She was on Dance uh, dance Moms. Uh, oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she's she was the, part of all that. Yeah, she's the little teeny bopper that that just little girls love. She blew up, and, you know, I think, you know, she said one of the best things. She was like, I understand this is my character, but this is who I am in real life. Yeah, she's a lesbian. Well. And then, finally, I, I know I said finally before, but I'm not going to leave it off. Britney Spears, ladies and gentlemen, is now a free woman. She is now no longer under a conservatorship from her father. And hopefully this means we are going to be getting new music. She released a statement that said there was no way she could work because she was working for a family that did not allow her to grow. And now she can. 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the biggest pop culture headlines of 2021. This is the last show of 2021. And we're going to have to wrap it up with this song, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, which was the number one streaming song on Spotify in 2021. Amber, such a great year. A lot of great episodes put out. Thank you for doing every single one of them with me. You can follow the co-host Amber on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at the Adam Banks. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. We put out new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on WLXU 93.9. We're all over podcasting platform so if you missed an episode all of our archives are right there apple Podcasts, spotify youtube you name it ladies and gentlemen happy new year we'll see you in 2022 that is ember turner i'm adam banks and this is off the cuff we'll see you next year you said forever now i drive alone past your street